Hello, hello. This is your girl, Samantha Burgos, and welcome to the Feel Better Naked Radio, where together we will practice how to feel better naked via self-exploration. Here I will discuss all things body, mind, and soul. I'm going to keep it super real on fitness, plant-based eating, and holistic living. Let's get sexy on the inside and the outside. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Happy Monday, guys. I am so excited about this episode because I got to sit with Dr. Karina Dunlap, and she is a neuropathic physician that focuses on women's health um, holistically, which I absolutely love. We talk about hormones, and we talk about them being unbalanced, and ways for you to uh, just watch out for that. Some symptoms you might be feeling if your hormones are unbalanced. Um, you know, hormones are such a important aspect of our bodies, and them being unbalanced is being normalized a little too much so i'm really excited this episode where we talk about them she explains a lot more um behind, i guess about the science behind them and it's just a great episode she also gives a lot of inspiration her story is so amazing and i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode hey guys welcome to the feel better naked radio this is your host samantha and today i have the honor of uh, talking to karina karina how are you great thank you so much for having me it's such an honor to be here I'm excited to, um, so I guess tell us a little about yourself and what you do, like a little intro. Sure. Yeah. So I am a naturopathic doctor and medical researcher. Uh, my focus is women's health, all stages of life and root cause solutions for hormone imbalances, GI disruptions, uh, difficulties with concentration, mood, all things you can imagine that come along with women's health. And many of these things that honestly don't get addressed in uh, someone's GYN appointment, annual GYN appointment. So I really like to go a lot deeper there. But I also do run standard lab work, um, do annuals and PAPs. Um, we'll monitor people for those things um, and order imaging and that sort of thing. But I, I really do like coming up with uh, good, well-rounded root cause um, solutions for people that can range between um, natural medicine options to integrative medicine options, meaning that, you know, sometimes um, I don't, it's not my first, first step approach, but sometimes people are on medications. I keep them on medications and kind of do a combined approach for them. Right. Amazing. Um, I guess kind of tell us a little background on how did you find that passion? Like how did you end up there? Yeah. So many people like many people who get into the field have their own personal story. I do as well. I was a, um, I went to all women's college. I went to Smith college. So I was very all about, um, empowering women at all stages, you know, of my life. <laughs> um, but then I went on to work for outward bound. I ran, um, mountaineering courses and, um, specifically I ran women's, uh, rock climbing courses for a while. And then I, um, started a business in the Rocky mountains. Um, it was a retail store for mountaineering and rock climbing. And I just realized that, that I wanted to do more of a service. Um, after a few years of retail, I decided I wanted to be in more of a service, um, based, based care for my profession. And I had an opportunity to go work for the World Health Organization in India um, and also do some yoga studies while I was there. Um, when I was there, I got very, very sick. I um, got, you know, very sick GI-wise and like many people do when they're not used to eating um, <laughs> different foods. And, you know, I definitely got a, a pretty bad set of 
bugs um, while I was there, a bug. And oh. when, when I came back, I um, I was there for for four to five months. So when I came home, um, I got I was treated there with antibiotics. Came home, went through a series of antibiotic care, um, but I was just really just kind of falling apart after going through the, that the series of antibiotic care. And I realized like there are all other things going on. My hair was falling out. My hormones were a mess. My skin was a mess. My periods were all over the place. And I just, there was a lot more to it that just wasn't being going to be addressed through antibiotics. So I um, met with a naturopathic doctor and then an Ayurvedic practitioner. And so between the two of them, I really was able to build myself back up um, full force, felt stronger even than before I left for my trip and realized that there were probably some things, definitely some things before I left that set me up for that experience to be um, harder than it may have, could have probably if I had been, you know, stronger going out or going out out on my travels anyway so I just thought okay this is what I this is I love this I'm very passionate about what I just went through but also I'm so curious I want to learn more I want to know more and um, yeah I wanted to pursue a medical degree but then realize you know that I didn't really want to only study pharmacy I really wanted to know all the diagnostics diagnostician skills I want to be able to do kind of the ordering of labs and the um, analysis and and treatments, but I wanted to be able to offer all the range of treatments um, to my patients. So natural medicine was a really good fit for me. And I think just knowing all the things that can go on with a woman's, with women's health and women's health, and then being very focused on women's empowerment, I um, decided to focus on women's health and be trained by some of the very best in our field. Um, and so I, I was quickly went were, was under the wing of um, some amazing mentors. Um, and yeah, I just, I really dove in. I was like a nun to my studies, <laughs> very focused. And I was known to not take weekends off, which wasn't the best um, self-care model, but I was just so <laughs> excited to be where I was. I guess when you love what you do, that's what you do sometimes, um, at least for me. I was all in. Uh, so I got, and I got a research degree at the same time as I got my um, doctorate of naturopathic medicine and the research just helped me go deeper with my questions. So, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of curiosity about certain topics within women's health about, uh, I wanted to know more about cervical dysplasia. I wanted to know more about interstitial cystitis. I wanted to know more about fertility. And these things were taught to us in, you know, the kind of basics, but I wanted to know more advanced I wanted more of an advanced understanding before I was even out in practice. So research was a really good fit for me. And yeah, so, and then I, and then I um, graduated, did a residency for several years um, in primary care and in women's health. And then I did rotations with endocrinologists. So I rotated with pediatric endocrinology, general endocrinology, reproductive endocrinology. Um, and then I was one of the first NDs in Portland, Oregon to be um, invited to shadow along one of the main reproductive clinics for, I was there for almost a year. Uh, I learned a ton and then I was able to just apply the natural medicine things that I was learning in research with the kind of conventional care, which was so such a nice fit for people. And I just found my kind of niche. So that's yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> that's amazing. It's amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you are, yeah. And I think also it's really inspiring because I like the fact that it did kind of stem from like a personal experience you went through and like 
overall, I feel like your life was set up to do this. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, very much. like that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, so I reached out to you obviously because um, in Feel Better Naked, um, it's more of a kind of mental health. Um, yes. Brand and stuff. But I feel like love that. Oh, thanks. And I feel like it's just like a lot of um, women aren't taught about how. Um, their hormones really do affect their day to day until they get to a point where it's like, it just is so, it just ruins their day so much that then that's when they go take care of it, you know? Yes. And I think, um, especially when it comes to your mood and, um, kind of anxiety and, and, and even like your periods, like you said, all that stuff. So yeah. um, I guess in a way, how, from your experience and research and your personal stories you can also share, um, what have you encountered really when it comes to women's health and women's hormones and how they pay like how they go hand in hand to your mood and your like fatigue and all that things like yeah from your experience <laughs> yeah so there are many many um pathways into um helping women who come in who have mood concerns a lot of times those mood concerns that women have will be if they're cycling they'll be fluctuating with their cycles right so very commonly we'll hear and could be familiar with yourself you know the week before or two weeks before even um, you bleed it, you're getting more moody more irritable more fatigued maybe more withdrawn uh, maybe blue all the above <laughs> um, sometimes it's really severe in those cases we typically um, um, diagnose it as uh, PMDD, which is more a more kind of um, intensive exacerbation of those uh, of those symptoms. But intense PMS. Exactly. Yes. Okay. PMDD okay. is much more intense PMS. Um, and and people can get really, 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 really down and depressed. And it can be really very different from, say, the first half of their cycle. So that will be one scenario. Sometimes, obviously, women come in and there's, there's depression or there's anxiety all throughout their cycle. And it may just get worse at that time. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps they're on um, some form of birth control or they're postmenopausal. And they're, um, or maybe they, just, they don't get their period for other reasons. Um, and they, they have this kind of underlying anxiety. I would say anxiety is the most common thing that women experience. Um, And yes, it just, the fluctuating of these hormones definitely contribute to the changes in our mood, um, ups and downs. Um, So I, you know, I look at at everybody from a very holistic level. So I look at them, make sure that vitamins are balanced, you know, that can contribute. I look to see is, are there, what are the the hormones doing. So I run labs. I'll see, you know, is the thyroid well balanced? If it's not, that's a, that can be an issue. Um, I look from, you know, all the hormones that are traveling from the brain down to the ovaries, from the adrenals. Um, and, and I look at also their satiety and their kind of these other hormones known as leptin and ghrelin, um, satiety and hunger hormones that can really throw people off people's mood off. I mean, you hear a lot about being hangry and (laughs) like hypoglycemic um, fluctuations can really make people feel bad. Or, um, um, so I look at, you know, I look at, I look at blood sugar, I look at insulin, um, which is another hormone to see how well the blood sugar is either getting into the cells or not. Um, yeah, I, I just, I do a deep dive. I listen to their story. I do a really long history and then I run labs. And then when I'm helping treat, it's also from a gut health approach. So what it's we know holistic. about like, I love yeah, it. <laughs> very, 
Like, yeah. So one, one of the things I love about the gut and treating the gut is we know that many of our neurotransmitters actually start from the, our, our gut. Um, and so we can really balance out how we feel in our mood based on those neurotransmitters that we're starting to develop from the gut and from the things we're absorbing or not absorbing in our foods. So, um, I really like to focus on the gut and make sure that we're as well balanced as possible there because I get a lot better results when I'm helping stabilize mood. As a plant-based coach and personal trainer, I think one of the biggest things I hear all the time are people asking me for yogurt replacements. And like my favorite, favorite, like favorite is foragers. Like their yogurts, I don't know if you've had them, but they're the creamiest and they're so fucking good. They're so, so good. Like they're delicious. Obviously, this episode is sponsored by Forager, but I really love that they are trying to really push the agenda of voting and getting your voice heard and making sure that you use the privilege that we do have in this democracy to vote. The project is really passionate about creating healthy, organic, plant-based food, and they're also really passionate about nurturing a healthy democracy. Like, they believe that voting is the most essential part that we can do as, like, citizens. Um, They want everyone to vote. And they want everyone to participate in our democracy. So they also have a great uh, place for resources and information in case you have any questions or just curious about stuff. You can check out foragerproject.com slash vote or follow them on Forager Project on IG. And yeah, guys, get out there and vote. I know some places have had early voting already, but um, November 3rd is around the corner. So educate yourself and go vote. Where you explain it, it's like it really is um, not general, but like very holistic. You know, it's like you can't just pinpoint one thing. It could be so many things. So I do get why you went like a rabbit, down a rabbit hole of like research and like you did this and did that. And then <laughs> I totally see it now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that's like the beauty also of the human body in a way. You know, it's like it's so like it's just everything is linked. You know, exactly. I guess now that you really me uh, curious though. I guess where are maybe like a few because like big um I guess like red flags that a woman can notice um just to know that something is off besides it getting to the point where it's just like you know like really getting away from like your day-to-day life but just small things you can notice yeah some good um things to just keep track of are number one what are your cycles doing so keeping track of when you're bleeding you know and what that rhythm is for you if it's very if, if it may if you're somewhere in between like a 25 to 35 day cycle you're every productive age you know that that's that's great if it swings a lot from one side to the other from month to month there's probably something there that could be addressed and there's something throwing off okay. the cycle if you go without your period for three months that's another red flag you definitely want to get it worked up unless like if you're pregnant and you're trying to get pregnant or you know you're pregnant you know that's obviously going to stop you from getting your period, but if it, if it's for other reasons, definitely get that checked out. Um, and if your mood is, you know, if there's been a big swing in your mood or a big swing in like your energy, fatigue is a big one, right? And fatigue can come along with depression. It can be depression leading to fatigue, fatigue leading to depression. So, you know, or even dysthymia, we call it dysthymia. It's not like not quite depression, but it's just not feeling like a hundred percent or not feeling motivated, excited about life. Um, and so those can really come hand in hand. So if that's been a big change for you or you're just noticing, I'm just not, 
I mean, there can, there's circumstances in the world and there's situational circumstances. And then there's just something that comes more from inside, right? That's more about what our physiology is doing. So what, what have been some big, some big changes or, um, other big clues would be, um, a big changes to your bowels. Like, are you having a lot of diarrhea, constipation? You know, that would be something to get checked out. Um, stomach pain, you know, stomach pain can come with anxiety, but stomach pain can also be due to other things going on in the GI system. So, um, pelvic, pelvic pain too. So those would be some, some big, big red flag flags. Interesting. Thank you. You know, yeah. I mean, it's funny you said, you know, um, if you don't go like with your, uh, like your cycle for more than three months. So like if just random, so if you were to not go for with it for like a month or two, you should not be too worried. It's not like not a big. Well, sometimes people can go through really stressful events and lose their period for a month and then it comes back and it regains its rhythm and regularity. Okay. And that, that can happen to a lot of women, you know, a lot of people, when stress occurs, it shuts down the hypothalamus, the part of our brain that communicates the ovaries that's helping create these cycles and our, our natural hormone cycle cycles. So, um, I, I typically say like, I mean, three months is, is the standard of care when you would be worked up, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anybody when they're, you know, if it's been two months and it seems odd for them, um, Right. It, it, it's not too soon to get to look after it after two months or, or if you've had this before, like you lost your cycle for a month, but you've had this before and it's happened before to you and you're wondering what's going on. Mm, okay. Okay. And also I love that you mentioned, uh, the whole, um, the fact that your hormones could be off and it could be causing depression and like vice versa. Cause I mm. personally have, yeah, I mean, there's times I'm sure and I've had friends as well that later on we did find out it was very, um, hormonal that, yeah, like, you know, sometimes like you said like depression it could be an outside situation where like for example um whatever's happening in your life and you're depressed because xyz you have anxiety because of xyz happening in your life but also i think um, people don't think that it could just be like an internal hormonal thing you know like yeah exactly in a way yeah. you know? and it's uh, i mean is there any um i guess way that the hormones could be are there things that we could be doing? I guess I know it's a bunch actually, but I guess top three things you think that uh, women do yeah. this day. <laughs> and you're like, it's a loaded question. Um, no, that's a great <laughs> question. That is super great. It's one of my favorite questions to answer. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but yeah, because I'm, I'm assuming if I want to almost like, I guess prevent um, my hormones from being shaken up. Like, is there two things that are top three things I can do? Maybe. Yeah. So my favorite top three things to do, um, and this is just, you know, everything I say is this is generalized. Um, these are generalized tips, but not direct medical advice for anyone in particular. Everyone has different reasons um, for hormone imbalances. So make sure to have a doctor working with you. But I will say that my top three things that are basic fundamental things to keep hormones balanced. Number one, make sure you sleep. Make sure you sleep. Um, if you're not sleeping, that will that can cause a ton of stress on the, what we call HPA axis. That's our hypothalamic pituitary adrenal um, axis. And the HPA axis is directly correlated with how your hormones are doing. Um, and so if you're not sleeping and I'm, when I say that, I mean, it's not about, and I'll have people come in and say, Oh, I'm getting eight hours when I go to bed at one and then I sleep till nine. Um, it's really about getting the hours of sleep when the sun is down. So it's all about staying in the rhythm of the light. Um, and that affects our, um, 
circadian rhythm. So it's really important with how well we detox our hormones, how well we detox other things as well, how well we, our immune system is functioning, how well our mood is functioning. So it's those, the key hours are really 10 to six. And even in, um, ancient wisdom medicine, like Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, you know, there are these key hours. It's like, there's a certain clock of the day that you're really supposed to follow and to stay in your optimal health. And that I see that with hormonal health all the time. And it's very interesting too, because we produce, right. We, we produce at night, we produce melatonin and it's our melatonin is produced very much by the light, um, the light we get in our eyes in the morning. And then our body starts producing this melatonin at night uh, and starting in the early evening. And then it, it goes up and then it declines when the light comes up again. But we can we know that in research we can take melatonin too, and it really helps with hormones, you know. But we see also that our own sleep patterns are hugely correlated with hormonal health. So sleep, sleep especially between the hours of 10 and 6. That is number one. Um, number two, don't skip meals. Um, skipping meals for people who are trying to balance their hormones can be extremely hard on the body. And I'm not talking about um, time-restricted eating. So there's a lot of like intermittent fasting and time-restricted eating happening right now to help people reset their GI system or to help with blood sugar and cravings and things like that. Definitely want a doctor to talk to you specifically about what would work for your body, but you but having a regular rhythm to your eating schedule throughout the day and not skipping meals is huge, um, mostly because it'll help stabilize blood sugar. Blood sugar can really create all sorts of havoc in the body. When the body also senses that it's in any sort of starvation mode, again, the, the brain down to the ovaries will start to shut down. The body will say, I don't, I don't have the energy to reproduce. You know, I don't have the energy to keep those hormones cycling. Some people are much more... Um, sensitive to it than others. Some people will lose their periods from overexerting and not getting enough caloric intake in exchange for that overexertion. But that overexertion can be just felt busy psychologically too. It could be like, you just feel old, very stressed all the time. And it's not like you're moving your body so much and burning calories, but you're burning that mentally, yeah. mental energy that your body just starts to shut down from. So getting, so I say eating regular meals, so you don't stress your body um, in a way that causes you to go into dips and spikes um, of blood sugar and then other hormonal concerns. And then managing your stress. That's the third most important thing. Because again, like I said, that, um, that stress can be felt from not getting enough food or getting the wrong kinds of foods, which, you know, we're focusing on like a whole diet, whole foods diet as much as possible. Um, but the stress can be from so many other things and that can really shut people down. Um, and so those are my top three tips. And so stress management, it can be so many things, right? It can be finding how to love your body. Like this, like podcast is all about um, ways to love your body, ways to love yourself, ways to surround yourself with people that love you. So you see how beautiful you are inside <laughs> and people who help you shine, you know, there's no way I would be doing what I'm doing now without the support of some pretty freaking amazing people around me. Oh, and I gosh. try to make them know that all the time. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like really finding your team to support you. So you see the beauty of who you are. Right. I love you that are. you said that for stress management. Cause I would think, even though I do tell you, what you said, I know it's not like my immediate, uh, I love that. Thank you. That was true. Cause yeah. it is very important. I think, um, yes, cause life is hard, but it's also about perspective and you have support, you know, it's very like, mm. you know, yes, so, exactly. It, those tips were amazing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they're so simple. It's because they're such like simple, like, 
everyday things that I think we kind of like overlook them. So yeah. Maybe, oh, exactly. We're looking uh, for like all these like big interventions, but yeah, it's like, really like, it like hidden treasure. Like, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and it's so interesting, you know, you mentioned the circadian rhythm because I, um, I actually started practicing that myself recently. And I just oh. the difference in like just in general, energy wise, mood, everything. Um, so I just found that really funny you mentioned that. Okay. Um, and then I guess also, um, so I guess what are, so I guess it's basically the same question I was going to ask you because I was going to ask you guys like tips for me is to balance out hormones and mood and fatigue, but I think you really just like covered that. <laughs> yeah. Then I want to personally ask you, like yeah. yourself, um, what are ways that you um, practice feeling better naked? Yeah, this is such a fun question. I was like, that's a, such a cool name for a podcast because I, I think like it really does come down to you feeling, you know, like whole as a just who you are and you're just without any decor decoration. I, um, like I said, I used to teach rock climbing and mountaineering I love courses. <laughs> so I think that it goes back to this time because I don't, I mean, I think I grew up like many kind of like many young girls do with some like self-conscious stuff going on. You know, I think I wasn't ever immune to that. I grew up in California that I was three hours North of Los Angeles. I think there was definitely like a kind of a Hollywood influence on my upbringing and just because of where I lived. I mean, it, it, it wasn't my parents, but it was just, you know, I think I felt like certain pressure to look a certain way. And there was more emphasis on looks in maybe my environment growing up than other places perhaps. But I, um, I remember when I started working and doing these, um, I went, used to go to camp too in the summers, long, long stints of camp where, you know, you're not really looking in the mirror. You're just out in nature. You're just interacting with people. You're feeling from the inside who you are, who they are. You get an essence of people. I think I started to really realize like, it doesn't, I mean, you, you want to be like, you know, take care of yourself and be clean and all those things, like be hygienic, but like what really matters is how people make you feel or how you make people feel like somebody who you never met before, you might not notice how they look, but then you meet them and you get to know them and who they are and that you see how much beauty just comes radiating out of them. So I think I learned early on going to camp, like, and being out in nature that that's, ultimately what matters is how people feel on the inside or how people act and show up in the world and how people treat other people. So, um, yeah. And then doing the, the mountaineering and rock climbing camps, I think I just, just cultivating that inner person, you know, it was all, it's all about cultivating the inner person because yeah, I'm, I have, you know, cellulite on my legs or I have like not the perfect abs. I've had babies, you know, like all these things. And, and you just, you realize like, what matters is, you know, how you feel. If you feel like you can be free inside yourself because you're showing up as the person you want to be and you're proud of who you are and you're proud of how you treat people. I mean, I think that there's like this comfort in getting to know yourself in that way and that you can be whole in who you are no matter how also your body is shaped or right. has like this or that going on. Um, but I also think it just develops over time too. I mean, certainly... I was a swim, I, I did swim team as a kid. So I was in a bathing suit and, you know, and like, I think that that there was some not, you can't be too self-conscious if you're like, in a, as, but I was, you know, I was an athletic kid. So, you know, I, I, I stayed moving. Um, and that helped keep me feeling muscular and things like that, keeping, um, but 
but I think, you know, having babies and seeing your body change entirely shift from one like size to another, that's a huge thing to go through. And like coming out of that time, a lot of my, the mom friends I know are a lot like very much more comfortable, I think in their bodies than maybe they were before having babies. So there's something to be said for that as well. No, I can see that. I haven't had children, but I could definitely see that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like people are, you're, you know, you're, you are exposed in so many places that you may have felt uncomfortable with. I mean, you have when you have a baby. So, um, and then, you know, I do women's health. So I, you know, I've practiced for a long time doing sensitive exams and public exams. And there's a certain amount of, you realize everybody has areas they're very self-conscious about. Um, You know, you're not alone in feeling self-conscious or private about certain parts of yourself. And I mean, and I think there's all that understanding of like, we're not alone. This is part of how many, many people feel and be themselves, but it really is ultimately about who you are and ultimately how you feel on the inside. And I think those pieces have made me much more comfortable in my like naked skin. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I guess when you are, is one way, if you're feeling a little down or you're feeling a little out of it, what yeah. do you, do you have any like tools or anything that you personally like to do um to kind of like I guess pick yourself back up like what's your go-to for that oh yeah to pick myself back up move get outside nature is like yeah. key. I will I can be feeling just unmotivated or not know what to do next to help my help pick me back up and I'll just go for a walk I'll just say like okay let's go for a walk you know I might take my I have two daughters so I might go with them I might take just like 30 minutes and go by myself. Um, and I do that or I reach out to a friend and like, I think by not necessarily seeking out support from them, but just like connecting with somebody, just feeling like I'm of value to someone else in their life makes me feel like I'm of value to myself more too. So like, yeah. And, um, what else? Usually sleeping, <laughs> like making sure I'm on a good sleep like resting. <laughs> resting, taking time for myself. I'm a bit of a workaholic. So I think like I, as soon as I make sure to take time for myself again, it, it gets me back to where I need to be. Yeah. Well, yeah and I think, you know, it's funny because I feel like um, you're very, very passionate. And I feel like every woman that I uh, meet that's very passionate, it's always like that juggle of like self yeah. time. <laughs> That's why passion work, you working your passion, you know, because it's like, it doesn't feel like work, but it is like, it is, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that balance is like very essential, you know, For I think sure. overall. And so I wanted to ask you random funny questions just so we can get to know you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Not crazy, I promise. But I like no, no, I love it. Tell me. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you could have one favorite food forever, uh. what would you Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I was I was just with some close friends last night. We were asking the kids in the room what their favorite food was. And I was like, I don't know if I could answer that question. <laughs> I think um, I like savory meals. I really like a well, a, like a home cooked meal. Um, yeah. That's really well balanced with lots of veggies. And I do eat meat. So like, it might be like a really like, well sourced, you know, well cooked and like cared for kind of prepared meal um, okay. that's a well-balanced meal I don't think I have like a favorite food I know I was thinking about that and I was saying maybe kale I really love kale I love avocados <laughs> I know it sounds like so so typical but <laughs> I do like I really I make like crispy kale in the morning I bake it and put salt and oil on yummy yeah. yummy um 
Um, but yeah, I don't really. Oh, she's like, it sounds so like basic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a favorite food. It's so, so sad. Okay, okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll pick some meals. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was asking you, so if you're waiting for your body, you said to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, what's your favorite thing about yourself? What's my favorite thing about myself? My, probably my heart. You know, I think oh, I have oh, like I a love really. <laughs> <laughs> I have a um a big heart for people and my friends and my family and my girls and my hub husband and you know I I definitely like people I think people really feel it and um it's just because I try to lead with it. You know, I to lead, lead with my heart in what I do and in how I interact with the world. Honestly, I, when we first even got on the Zoom call, I was like, you just really have like good energy, like oh. not even in person, but you just, yeah, very like warm. Oh, thank you. That vibe from you. Yeah. I wish I was <laughs> close by. Do you do like virtual sessions? Like, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do virtual um, sessions, but I have, um, it depends on where people are because of how like our license work and stuff. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So right. if people are interested, they can always email me. But yeah, I'll have all your information in the show notes, guys. If you guys are interested in reaching out to Karina, uh, yeah, will be there. And my last, <laughs> well, I have two more questions. My last question. Uh, sorry, two more questions. One is, what's your current favorite pick me up song? Like, if you just want to feel like amazing and just want to whatever have a great day, what song would you play? <laughs> And it's so funny. But I just feel like everyone—they're not asked often. People don't ask these questions of people often. I feel like. <laughs> no, this is so fun. Um, gosh, it totally depends. Like, girls just want to have fun by Cindy Lauper. I'll totally. Oh, that. I don't know. It's because it, like my Um, it's hilarious. But my daughters have been <laughs> Cindy Lauper lately, and then, um, but like I've been listening to that with them. Um, the um. Waka Waka song by Shakira. We've been listening oh, to that lately, which I is a good that. one. Um, and we've been song. listening to like songs that are really upbeat, but in like Portuguese or in Spanish, we'll listen to oh, just geez. to like kind of like dance to the beat. And I want them to be exposed to lots of languages. So we're kind of listening to like trying to listen to other upbeat songs and other languages um, for them. So anything that has a fun beat is I honestly, love that. yeah. yeah. I love and that. then yeah, and then I'm always a fan of that Shake It Off song by Taylor Swift. I think that's a great oh, one, too. <laughs> I'll have to in a while. So that's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, because I feel like even um, during like, this whole quarantine like lockdown, I think the thing I've done the most is dance at home. Like, more than ever. Oh, that's awesome. Like, all the time. Yeah, I think it just makes you feel so good. It's like, yeah, it does. You know? So it's good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, my last question. Um, I guess, what's your... If you had like a life motto or a life a quote that really, really inspires you, what would it be? Uh, probably what we're talking about on this podcast. So let your life speak and live your passion because if you're living from your heart and living your passion, you're going to do well. I mean, I can't see how people won't, you know, you, you, if you're living your true passion, your true, this is where I'm supposed to be. It's you're going to, it's going to spread out to the world around you and you'll, you'll, you'll cause a trickle effect and you'll be, feel happier inside by doing that thing. So, or those things and that thing might change, but um, look back at your life and try to you know, do some soul searching around it because it's worth the time and effort to do that. Yeah, I agree.
Thank you so much for having me. Um, it was such a such an honor to be here. I really appreciate you reaching out. Thank you.